0: Welcome to a podcast with Aaron Schultz. Men's mental health matters. Live life with an outback mind.
1: Thank you so much for joining in once again, episode 196 today. Welcome back, Dean Frankel. Uh, I did a podcast with Dean a while back. It was amazing, had lots of tremendous uh, feedback from that podcast, Uh, lots of people love Dean and his work, Um, so we're going to dive a bit deeper today. We're going to talk about uh, sound frequency and what that can actually do for our our mental health and what that can do to get us into a meditative state. A lot of us struggle with meditation, but if we actually can have... um, uh, something which we can connect to it can a- actually help us get to that meditative mind uh, really well and Dean um, personally I believe is one of the best people in the world with regards to his variety Um, what he can actually do with his own voice but also what he can do with instruments and so forth to be able to find that equilibrium and that harmony and you know if we get uh, to a, to a frequency where where we're nice and, and grounded and stable um, you know through music I believe we're just sitting in this nice nice natural state of calmness which uh, is available to us all it's just a matter of being able to access that so what we're going to learn from dean today is uh how to just uh do that how to basically access uh, that calm natural state within us uh which basically is tricky for some because our minds are so agitated with the work we do or the lifestyle we live or whatever but i truly believe that uh that sense of peace is there for the taking for all of us we're just going to try and connect with it often and become uh have it become part of us on a daily basis be able to connect to that calm natural state it's really important to do because we've got so much distraction stress anxiety in our lives let's take control and take our power back and start to get things working for us again so i really hope you enjoy this chat if you do like the podcast would you please be able to make a donation to the outback mind foundation um we're just sort of yeah, relying on donations primarily, um, and I'd love you know uh, if, if anyone felt they, uh, they, they enjoyed the podcast. I know money's hard to come by, but every uh, little bit helps. So if you, you wouldn't mind chipping in, I'd be really grateful if you just go to the Outback Mind Foundation website, you'll see uh, support us there and um, really be grateful for that. Now, if you're having some struggle in your life uh, and you need some coaching to be able to, to break some habits, I really recommend Mick Stooth, who's got an organisation called The Real Shift. They've got a deep dive program coming up where they take people on a journey for nine weeks to basically unlock uh, the blockages that uh, some of us have in our lives. So uh, Mick's really good at this sort of stuff. And him and his wife Amy also do partners um, counselling. So working with uh, husbands and wives, boyfriends and girlfriends to be able to, you know, uh, find better harmony in their relationships too. So... Jump on their website, it's called The Real Shift. If you go therealshift.com uh, forward slash deep dive, you'll see this nine-week program as well. If you mention the Outback Mind uh, and the Outback Mind podcast, you'll get a discount on that. That's a good investment in yourself either way. So please check them out, help them out, they're great people. Thanks uh, for tuning in, really appreciate uh, appreciate your feedback on this podcast. Best to email me uh, support at outbackmind.com.au. G'day, Dean.
0: G'day Aaron. How you doing, mate? Very
1: well, mate. Very well. How's the weather down there? Um,
0: I much prefer Queensland to Melbourne at the moment. This is more like England. <laughs> very drow, very um, has been pretty cold, very drizzly. Uh, but yeah, look, it's a dreaming of, of Queensland actually.
1: Mm, amazing, mate. Now tell me, what have you been doing to keep yourself uh, mentally well?
0: Just before I say that, I just want to commend you for the outstanding work that you're doing for Men's Health without Outback Mind and beyond, that you're really, really helping people and uh, you really deserve commendation
1: for that. Uh, thanks, mate. I, I, I don't... I, it's very hard to take compliments but I'm learning um to to, to say thank you for that sort of stuff and I, I sort of try and do things because I believe where we've got to change uh the way we, we we view things in modern society and um you know uh yeah it's it's just uh, a pleasure for me to be able to do this and a uh, pleasure for me to have people like yourself on to talk about your journey that's for sure so thank you.
0: Thank you. No, no it's really, it's, it's a genuine compliment and, you know, when you help people, um, your good karma chart, I reckon, is looking pretty good.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks mate. I <laughs> appreciate that. So, um, in uh,
0: answer to your question, though, in answer to your question, what have I been doing to handle my stress? Um, Look, I've been doing something that there probably isn't a lot of in out, the outback. I, I bought a home sauna mm. and uh, it's been really cold in Melbourne. So I've been having probably three saunas a day mm. uh, and it has been a lifesaver. And, and, you know, what I will often do is I'll take my heart rate before and after the sauna and the heart rate consistently goes down by about 15% mm. after the sauna. Not immediately after, you've got to settle down. So sauna is one. Um, I play a lot of competition table tennis, so I've been doing that, playing pretty well, so that makes me quite happy. Uh, Doing yoga, um, doing a lot of breathing, um, eating as as well as I possibly can. Um, uh, You know, one thing about dealing with stress is that If you eat the right things, that's really good for your stress levels too. Mm. But, you know, if you only think there's only one thing that you do, I reckon I do about 12 things, and I need to do every one of those 12 in order to be able to handle the stress.
1: Yes. That's it, mate, but you hit on a couple of important things because... When your body's in stress, and your mind will be in stress. So if you're eating the right foods, it hasn't got to deal with uh, things that are foreign to it, then, then your mental health will be better. But also your environment, you know, if you've got the ability to be able to get warm when you're cold, you know, you're, you're, you're not as stressed physically as well, and that can be uh, a tremendous thing for your mental well-being.
0: Look, absolutely. But it's also, it's also the ability, number one, to identify if you're stressed, it's really good to know why you're stressed and then to be able to identify how you can break that momentum. Yes. And that's one of the hardest things to do, especially with stress, because stress has got its own generator. Yeah. So you've got to break down the generator some way and and often it is not through the front door but through the side window you know it's stress stress is looking at the front door looking for people to come in so they can stop it coming in uh but look at the front window it will not be so so there are there really are ways um but you just got to keep trying the ways don't keep doing the same thing that maybe number one contributes to your stress, but maybe number two contributes to the lack of hope because you do the same thing every time and it, it doesn't work, then you've got to try something different.
1: Yeah, that's right. And, and then you become aware if you see something which can potentially stress you, you arrest it before it actually becomes a problem. And, uh, you know, to be able to look at those things in your life which are making you stress and maybe, maybe get rid of them, I think is really important as well
0: i think that is a beautiful point because um you know when i think of the yoga that i do i actually call it my prehabilitation program yes because i know i, I know that when i'm doing my yoga that's stopping a lot of other stress and other things from building up mm. and so i think you know having uh, i reckon uh, i like i'm amazed at school that we're not taught all this stuff but we need an emotional toolkit to be able to handle our stress, to be able to know ourselves and know how to respond if we need to.
1: Yeah, well said. That's exactly right, Take mate. It. I think there's a reason why they keep us uh, in fear and 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 stressed primarily. Some of the most... Uh, uh, tremendous life experiences that i've had is to teach yoga to year 12 kids and just seen how stressed they are you know so what sort of life's ahead of them if they're in that zone while their brain's still developing like that
0: nail on the head and it can only go a few ways either either they'll hit the wall and then then pick up the tools and learn how to deal with it and develop the resilience or they'll go another direction that may not be too healthy
1: yeah that's right absolutely and we're seeing that a lot with young people and that's why we have the uh, issues with mental health uh, that we're experiencing so that's why we're having this conversation today to be able to sort of help you know break some of those cycles and empower people to do things to look after themselves so we're going to talk a lot about um, sound and uh, you know getting into that that vibrational frequency which can get you settled down and uh, you yes. know, help your mind become a little bit more like a still lake rather than like a an ocean, which is uh, which is rough. You know, um, the turbulence uh, in most people's mind uh, minds these days with the world that we live in is is quite uh, disrupted. I think we can uh, the more things we can do to you know, as you say, bring things into our toolkit, which can actually uh, get us back to balance again and be able to use those skills and tools often. So that's more of your natural state. Uh, It's probably a smart way
0: to live in modern society. Would you agree? Totally totally agree, and if you do get your toolkit in order and know how to use it You've also got to know that you have got to look after number one before you can look after number two three or two or three hundred so once you you know that look I had a I had a time recently where there was with some some personal difficulties and right at that time I wasn't in the best state myself. And then a number of, I think, three people, all fairly close to me but also a bit peripheral, all contacted me and and wanted me to be the big listener and to listen for 45 minutes about their problems. And and, uh, what happened was usually it, it was repeated things things that i'd heard before anyway and i just said it's actually for the first time i just said look i've got a very close relative who's between life and death at the moment and and one of my favorite students a 92 year old blind yoga teacher has just fallen and broken her hip and and she's about to lose her independence and i just don't have the space today and um so i said it to all of them and i was really proud that i was actually able to preserve my own energy supplies so i can give again so mm,
1: yeah yeah amazing and that's important mate to have that awareness because you can just keep putting layers on the onion can't you and um and then you you end up overwhelmed and that's when you do become reactive but you know what you've been able to do is uh Put uh, put put your hand up and say, look, you know, I'm sorry, I, I can't help you at the moment. I've got to look after myself, and you know, that's that's the most important thing because if you're out of whack and you're taking on too much, it can uh, it can not just affect you, but it affects a lot of other people around you as well.
0: Well, it's exactly right, and and it, you know, if you injure yourself and you don't really come back, then all the people you would have helped in the future uh don't get that help at least from you, but. But there was something you just said then that I, that really resonated with me where you were talking about keeping on adding the layers on top of the onion. Um, I really like the notion that we can get rid of the top of the stress and that as soon as you get rid of the top of the stress, then you can breathe again, then you are yourself. Because when you are grinning you know if you can imagine a, a 1.5 liter bottle of water and imagine the water in the bottle is the stress and the the water bottle is filled to 1.5 liters and you know what what do some people do some people might be inclined to to go and put that bottle under the tap to put more water in because they because when people take stress in, they're often not in control of it. Mm. Uh, but all you, you know, if you, if you just know, okay, take the, take the bottle away from the tap, take the, uh, pour some of the water out, then suddenly there's space yes. in the bottle again. And the bottle is our brain. The bottle is our mind. Yes. And how do we do that? We can do that, and I'm going to actually show you a way how you can get rid of the top of the stress. My only concern about showing you is that I may have shown you this in the last episode, but not everyone who would have heard that will hear this, and it's okay to hear it again if we've done it. So it's just simply by using breath, taking a, a, a good, deep breath through the nose... Open the jaw and make, we're going to make a primal sound.
1: (laughs) Let go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, please.
0: Go right to the bottom and then take another breath through the nose. (sighs) And that we will get rid of the top of the stress. Now, if you want to get rid of the next layer of the stress, we would then go something like, and again, I did this last time, uh, I, would, I would choose n for take a big breath and hold it as long as you can. At the end of the breath, you do exactly what I just showed you then too. So the breath in through the nose, and then, mm, mm, and I'm not going to go as long as I could because I'll bore people <laughs> to death, even in the outback.
1: <laughs> so that's through, you, through go, your right. nose. that's through
0: your nose, then on the way out? It's all coming out through the nose. Mm-hmm. So it's 99, it's, it's internal resonating or resonance, which is also. Uh, and again i have measured this on on the heart rate unit that i've got here and it reduces the heart rate usually at least by 10 percent, mm. and and that is a way of getting rid of the top of the stress because and once you get rid of the top of the stress you can be yourself again mm. Mm. because when we are a body of stress all bottled up stress you know that's a part of us, sure. That's the stressed part of the, us. But it has taken over the rest of the personality and until we can get rid of the top of the stress, we won't have access to the rest of ourselves.
1: Yes, that's exactly right. But, you know, deep, deep inside the core of that onion, we're all the same, Dean.
0: That, well, that's exactly right. We, we're all made of the same stuff. Uh, all, all a little bit different uh, you know slightly different flavors slightly different colors but we appeal away there is um we're all humans we're all animals <clears throat> we're all products of nature we all have consciousness and and I'd like to bring consciousness into this too yes because whatever else we're dealing with <clears throat> we're also we're always dealing with our consciousness and if if we're constantly put down by someone, then that injures our consciousness and we've got to recover from it. Uh, if we, you know, a lot of the time, probably more than 50% of the things we're worried about aren't actually really real. Yes. So so we are, you know, a lot of it's fear and anxiety, fear about the future, Um and or, or bad lessons, bad patterns learned from the past, which aren't our fault. Uh, it's not a question of fault. It's a question of problem and solution, mm. I think. Mm. So there is a hell of a lot we can do, but most importantly, we've got to empower ourselves. And the self-empowerment means that we choose. We have the tools we learn the skills of how to use those tools and we apply them, right? And if you apply them, the more you apply them, the better you get at using them and you become empowered, which therefore means others do not have the... Others who who may not have our interests at heart do not have the power over us.
1: Yes. Yeah, well said, mate. Absolutely agree. And, you know, lots of those ancient wisdoms talk about that, to be able to build that armour... You know, um, uh, Chinese medicine talks about you know being strong within yourself, so you um, uh, are not as susceptible to sinister you know influences, because those sinister influences are always around us, and that dark and light is is always uh, well, it's part of part of life, you know whether we like it or not. So to be able to keep yourself um, uh, you know strong physically and mentally, but also to be able to um you know ward off sinister um intentions uh which i think are trying to attack us a lot these days you know uh is really really important and this is you know the the foundation of this podcast and the foundation of the outback mind foundation is to to try and empower people to uh to, to get to that stage where we can take control again rather than outsource it
0: which which is absolutely brilliant and um there are also i mean you know it's it's a weird thing being human um uh, we are such complex creatures we have have this amazing uh spectrum of emotional weather patterns that we have to live with um and and you know sometimes those dark forces are not from the outside that you you can be a person Who's a beautiful person who does some wonderful things for people, <clears throat> and still you might have some darkness in there, where you know, regardless of how it got in there, um, and you know, we have got to negotiate with that as well. <clears throat> We've got to to minimise it, uh, control it, recognise it when it when it is a dark force, uh, and and ultimately defeat it. And, and look, what I'd suggest there. Is the notion of judgment and judgment is uh, you know we're not supposed to judge people now Uh, and you know I I support the fundamental notion that we should not be judgmental Uh, but on the other hand we also don't want to turn off our critical minds and um you know we want to know if we do something is this going to be good for us or is it not going to be good for us um we want to have an open mind we want to have an inquiring mind but we also want to know that you know whether that risk is actually worth taking Mm. um and and you know be able to identify that that might be a risk too um you know and that might be with the the old uh, demon drug alcohol that, um, you know, do I have that extra drink? Do I have that extra 18 drinks? Mm. Um, Because you know that you're going to lose control of yourself eventually once you get to a particular point. And you know that the alternative, if you can apply, if you can activate your judgment not to have that extra drink, then... That is usually going to... I mean, that can mean the difference between good things and not such good things. Can. Yeah. Uh, Not saying definitely. Uh, So judgment is crucial. So, you know, for example, it it takes judgment to to do a session of yoga. And, you know, you might think, oh, am I going to go to yoga today or or will I stay at home and, and do nothing? Or... Or watch the TV or go on the computer or uh, do something that isn't anywhere near as good for me now your body's crying out for you to do yoga a lot of the time but your mind might be numb to your body's desire and um, so that judgment to you know it comes down to things like basic decisions doing yoga and you know the body is the mind so so when you are doing yoga, you are doing yoga for the mind as well as the body. and um, But it needs to make a decision and good decisions, you know. If we get practised at making good decisions, and, and it's never perfect, but if you get practised at it, I think that's a really big head start.
1: Oh, for sure. Absolutely, Dean. And that's it because if you can have that routine, I think that's that's critical as a human being you know to to have that um you know that 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 i i call it you know that investment in yourself so if you can invest 10 minutes sorry 10 percent of your day into your well-being which you know a lot of those ancient uh philosophies and traditions uh recommend that you do so you do that in the morning so you can get your breath into a rhythm so your mind settles that's about the art of being a human you know to be able to self sort of regulate and you know, I always get reminders from, from nature. Everything's doing everything like what they're meant to, but humans aren't. We're being denatured consistently, as we've discussed. But if you can give yourself that time in the morning, whether it be 2% of your day, 5% of your day, whatever, to uh, to support your well-being, then everything seems to flow better from that. And I believe that's what life's trying to teach us, to work with that frequency and that flow rather than sort of work against it.
0: Um. So so beautifully said, what you just said. Then um, I, I I just simply can't add to it except to concur. Beautiful. <laughs> Appreciate that. So yeah, yeah. No, look at uh, sometimes talking with you is like we're on two skis. I'm the right ski, you're the left ski, and then it just <laughs> goes.
1: It's really good. Uh, isn't that uh, you know? Isn't that what the way it's meant to be primarily? So if you're in a job somewhere and you're working in a job that you're aligned with, then you're basically doing exactly what you, just, uh, what you just mentioned. If you're in a relationship, then it's the same as that. When you're out of that sink, then all of a sudden things start to become, uh, you know, not as smooth, and that's when we can start to come out of balance. So, so that's why having these, these resistance practices in your morning, uh, I believe, is key. So you can see it for what it is and catch it out before, you know, problems start to, you know, escalate and occur.
0: Um, look, you also mentioned something there that, that's really important, and that's patterns. So if you yeah. create a lifestyle pattern, and that's the easiest thing to do, <clears throat> in a sense, to and that is to identify the patterns. But, you know, the way of starting a pattern, and, and I know when I started doing yoga a very long time ago, I would have been a standing joke to most people who'd been doing yoga. I was, I was more inflexible than the average person. I, I mm. was shocking. But I started doing it in a pattern and I went from bad to a little bit less bad to a little bit more less bad to, and so on until I started getting quite good. Yes. And that's because the pattern enabled me to do exactly that. And and look, I'm going to shift from yoga to to throat singing, which is what I mm. I also have done a lot of patterning with. Um, I, I because I teach others to sing harmonics. Um, there is a pattern to my teaching, um, though though it does vary according to the person and everything. But also with my own practice, you know, I, I noticed noticed when I started doing it in 1993. I didn't have the breath. Uh, a number of my muscles weren't strong enough. I could just get the harmonics, but uh, but I, you know, again, it wasn't that impressive. But but I was impressed by the fact that I could just hear a bit of sound, mm-hmm. and and I was also impressed by the effect that it had on me. And then I started practicing every day, um, and I uh, it was almost. Always in the car at the start because my car radio broke down So what do you do when you're going on a two-hour journey and the car radio breaks down you sing harmonics? (laughs) and So I did a lot of that and so in the car you would have heard something like this
1: (laughs) Jesus I cannot believe and, that's coming out of your mouth, mate. <laughs> um, well, what you're hearing
0: is sound, but you're hearing the sound of breath. And not only are you hearing the sound of breath, I'm feeling both the breath and the sound and the elevated status. So just having done, and I hadn't put any voice out this morning. Until that moment Usually when you sing harmonics You'd prepare it and clear the throat And all that kind of thing Um, So I got a really Strong sense Of elation From just having done that Mm. Um, And that's partly From hearing it Now everyone who hears Those harmonic sounds I'm going to do it again I'll do a slightly deeper one But I want you to know that what you're hearing is something you very likely haven't heard today, and that stimulates a part of the brain. And it's not just humans, animals as well. Mm. Humans are animals, of course. Um, but if you hear that and you listen to it, and and even better, not if you're driving, if you're not driving, close your eyes and listen to this, and that will have an impact on your brain. It That is one thing that can change my, sorry, that is one thing that can change my, I closed the door and there was a chair leaning on the door, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> which is a, a wonderful lead up to meditation, isn't it?
1: My but... word it is, mate, yeah, getting out of stress, <laughs> so you actually, yeah, you're coming back from that, uh, that full bottle again, so please, please enlighten us with this sound, mate, I'm, I'm very, very curious.
0: Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a couple of techniques in, in part of the breath and you're going to hear a progression of frequencies and, and, um, and this is nature. This is sounds of nature. This is why many species of animals respond better to this than to human voice and language, even though this is coming from the human voice. So I'll start with this. So close your eyes.
1: Oh, wow, wow, wow. shuts the mind
0: up straight away everyone should feel a bit different if they could hear those sounds
1: mm.
0: um now i have to admit that because i hadn't warmed up the voice i'm not happy with the sound of what i just did then <laughs> but i'll just say that look this is me this is me before i've warmed up my voice and i'll get over it
1: yes but but just on that before you uh, go further I'd sure. like I'd like listeners to jump on and listen to your music, um, which is uh, you've got a an album called Magic Sounds, which which you play that, oh, which which you you and you and um, Linda, uh, yes, yes. yeah, uh, together have this beautiful combination of sounds, and I play this when I teach yoga, and automatically I see a shift in people uh, straight away. You know, if I've got them in a position yeah. in a Yin Yoga class. I play this and all of a sudden I just see them drop really quickly. So what you're saying is, you know, that sound can penetrate, you know, uh, the thoughts, it can penetrate what's going on with an animal around uh, you that might be in the, in the you know, area that you're in. Um, everyone's got a connection with a vibrational frequency like that. That's right. Mm.
0: Exactly right. But you've got to be able to hear it, mm. right? Mm. And... Um, uh, not everyone, you know. When I first heard harmonics, I couldn't hear it, and then I heard one bloke doing it, and and it was like someone pulled up the blinds, and I was never going to be able to unsee that again. And and it was it was truly amazing. But uh, to hear those harmonics, you are listening with a different part of the brain to what you're 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 hearing my sound of my my spoken voice at the moment, and you're hearing a unified sound, frequency unified. But when you're hearing this... When you're hearing that, you are listening like an animal from the jungle. Mm -hmm. And this is really important. So it's something earlier that you said, Aaron in the podcast when you talked about attaching or detaching from nature this is one of myriad ways of of being able to connect with nature so if you are hearing nature's sounds which is what that is if you're hearing that is just one way but but you know you don't have to just do that to connect with nature you know if you're living in the outback by God, you are surrounded by the vastness of of nature's gift. And if you can feel it, if you can appreciate, by God, you're lucky. You are, you know, whoever is getting the outback energy mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, even not in the outback. I mean, you might be, um, even in the city, you can usually find some nature um, because, you know, I think it's becoming increasingly aware, increasingly obvious that detachment from nature is a source, terrible source of mental illness and a hell of a lot of physical illness as well. Yes. And, and you know, you don't detach yourself from nature and then go and take a pill because you're not feeling too well. You know, you're really much, much, much better to and and you know, those pills will make us more numb mm. too. And, and I'm not saying all pills are bad, I'm not saying that all antidepressants, even though I'm not a fan of antidepressants, I know mm. some people really need them now, especially because they've been convinced to need them. Mm. Um, but you know, numbing yourself is okay temporarily, we, we've got to numb ourselves in order to protect ourselves. Mm. But then once we numb ourselves, we've got to de-numb ourselves. And how do we do that? We do it with nature. We do it with water, you know. Having a, a swim, a sauna, I mean, even simply having a drink water um, is connecting with nature. You know, so much of what we do we've become numb to doing it, you know, sleeping. And, you know, I have to ask the question, Aaron, why is it that so many other species of animals have much better sleeping skills than humans? Mm. Or so many humans. Um, so, you know, the more we become detached, you know, the more we become attached to our devices uh, and and everything else techno um and you know i've got a computer too i'm speaking on the phone uh but the more we become attached the more we become detached from nature unless unless we maintain the connection so you go to the device then you go and look outside and, and look at the trees and look at that distant branch and focus on the branch and become accustomed to the light. You know, we uh, we can live in houses. Houses were a wonderful, wonderful addition to human civilization. They kept us warm. They kept the predators away to most degree. But you know, our saviour, the the house, uh, has become almost a disease for many humans because we have fallen for it and we don't balance it off with nature nature is we are nature and as soon as you take nature away from us what are we
1: very similar to an animal in a zoo
0: very well yeah it is a zoo mm. society is a zoo
1: yep.
0: yeah no doubt about it mm. so, so are the aliens watching us then
1: <laughs> <laughs> well that's true Dan well you look look at, you know, the history of, of human, those living in Indigenous cultures were the happiest, healthiest, you know, I believe by a long way. They were living yes. with, with the frequency of the earth, you know, that that, that that's available to us all. You know, um, we've actually done a good job of trying to destroy the Indigenous cultures to try and enforce domination. Um, and that's not a great way to live as human because that, that's ego and that ego is temporary. That ego doesn't have... Uh, a a part uh, in this in this universe it doesn't play a part because every every time we come back to the core of that onion and that's our truth you know that truth's always there so that's why we've got to try and connect with that truth on a daily basis because that gets us out of the judgments opinions of the minds the comparisons the criticisms all these cancerous behaviors which we've been taught you know to be able to unlearn them to get back to the the vibrational frequency of your truth i think is, is really really important for every human being
0: so beautifully put. And and I would suggest, uh, and I'm really glad that you, you made the point too, is that uh, in Australia, we have a lot to learn from our first Australians. Yeah. and And a big part of it, you know, it, a big part of it is connection to nature, but it's also... The sounds and resonances, and the looking after the land, and and I'm going to give you just a few seconds of of respect for our Aboriginal people by playing didgeridoo just for a few minutes, just for a few seconds. Oh, as long as you like, mate. Thank you. (laughs) And I'm and I'm playing this from my red heart. Okay. So we hear those sounds, and we are not listening with our normal ears, we are listening with wider connected ears and those ears are more attached to the meditation state of mind and didgeridoo is wonderful as an instrument for meditation but i don't know if you know that the didgeridoo is the world's most effective wellness instrument Mm. of all the musical instruments and the reason it is is because there is something very special in the blow. And I'm not talking about the circular breath. I'm talking about the basic ability to just get the do sound. And I'd love to know, actually, what is the word for this?
1: Hidaki. <laughs> what is the What is it? Yadaki. That's the traditional name, uh, I believe, for the didgeridoo.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, but but what I wanted to know
0: is what is the actual word for the didgeridoo sound? That there must be um, an Aboriginal word, and I know I know there's what seven hundred or so Aboriginal languages, mm. uh, but but you know didgeridoo or Yadaki is not native to to most of those cultures.
1: Mm. Mm. Uh
0: yeah, but anyway, I mean, I'd c- love that
1: would Certainly fi- I can find out for sure because there's obviously a reason why they play that and they've played it for thousands and thousands of years, you know, because it just brings in this vibrational frequency and connection, you know. We had a, a tremendous men's circle here recently uh, where we had an Indigenous um, uh, descendant of the, the, the local local people uh, come along and, and he talked a lot about, you know, what what happened, what, what traditionally happened, the connection with the star people primarily, like they used to be able to bring them in. <laughs> so, you know, they the, the the potential we've got as humans is absolutely untapped and unknown. We've been disconnected from all, this, all these treasures and gifts which are, you know, there before us because we're too distracted. But, you know, these people were living in the frequency and flow of life, in that energy, that pure essence of energy, eating what nature intended for them, not having to go and pay money for it, um, all those sorts of things which keeps people balanced. You know, I believe, you know, Steve spoke about that night about a real shift towards um, going back to Indigenous ways of living and life because it works. You know, what we've sort of come to now in modern society doesn't work. That's why we're having the issues that we're having. We need the people that are making decisions. Reluctantly, they will have to try and acknowledge this at some point in time, you know, because we can't keep... Uh, on the destructive um, um, uh, platform that we're on. And, uh, you know, failing that, you and I and others have got to empower others to do just that, to be able to get back to this truth again, because that truth and wisdom is always there. You know, being able to connect to that um, is, is our birthright at the end of the day, where, where we're getting uh, swept away with other stuff, which is getting us away from, from that real alignment again. And
0: again i i I almost totally concur um one thing that i'm going to bring back to again too is that society has a momentum of its own and there are too many people that have an interest in the way society is being run Mm. Uh, and it's usually people who've been pursuing power and the like Mm. now when society goes a certain way, and I've got to tell you, I've had to be confronted by this specific issue myself, and and it was it took me a while to deal with it. But you know, if uh, I know in some ways the way society should be in certain areas, but others have taken another area, and I'm powerless to. I'm powerless to actually change that momentum and and when I when I realized that that I couldn't make those uh, the kind of changes that I wanted to make then I came back to another so you know th- there is the the process of how we evolve ourselves so I evolved to protect myself and say okay I'm not going to be devastated because my purpose in life has been disproven. I'm going to move on. I'm going to I'm going to uh, empower myself so as to protect myself and and to to do good for those who are around me, and then also to do good for the world where possible as well. Mm. And and you know, so we don't have you know, there are a lot of people that I think get depressed because of where the world has gone. And you know it's not it's not that helpful that you've got Putin in Ukraine threatening u- nuclear facilities, and and you've got other superpowers that are misbehaving, and you've got weapons manufacturers and drug companies and mm. food corporations all capitalising on on our uh, acquiescence to them. You know we, we we let them do it too. Yes, but but we can't stop them of our own. But what we can do is stop ourselves from getting depressed by it. You know, even Mm. global warming, you know, which is not caused by anything other than our species. Mm. Global warming, you know, we do what we can there, but uh, we can't allow ourselves to get depressed by it because... um, that's only going to stop us from actually healing ourselves um, and helping others in the world. We've got to, you know, we've still got to be global warming conscious and there's a lot that we can do, but so much is out of our control. And, you know, when we don't have control over something, we've just got to protect it. You know, maybe we've got to be a bit numb, to that, mm. maybe the numbness, because because if you allow something that's not in your control to hurt you, then then uh, then life's not looking good for the future. You you, you do need to maybe numbify some things, mm. but on the other hand, on the other hand, self protection, and that's why we're here. You know that we are here. Uh, we're we're talking at the moment to just give. That one person or many people, just that little bit of something extra so they can look in the mirror and say, mate, I'm going to lift my game a bit. Mm. And then if you do that a little bit every time, there'll be an incremental improvement and your game will be lifted by a lot. Yes.
1: Yeah, agree. Well said, mate. Uh, dead right it, it just starts with that little bit of work every day you know being able to do stuff to to get you feeling good you know you you look at what what yoga taught you and t- teaches us and what chinese medicine teaches us we've got to we've got to get our bodies working to the right frequency every day otherwise we, we're going to be out of whack and we're going to make the wrong decisions and so forth so so to be able to do things in the mornings where you move your body where you can get into a sound vibration where you can do things which just harmonize yourself that can be a baseline um you know and that's where you can always come back to uh, uh i believe and um you know what with, with what you've just taught us about sound i think if people can start bringing sound into their game and um open up what's called the throat chakra i think that's a powerful way to um become more aware of your emotions and self-aware, would you agree? Totally,
0: totally. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'm going to give you an exercise that helps that because there are a lot of people out there that were told by their singing teacher when they were young, don't sing, do us a favour, don't sing. (laughs) And, And, you know, a lot of people don't know what can they do with sound in order to to get the tension out. So I'm going to Mm. give you an exercise. Um, Again, I might have done this on our last interview, but I think it's okay. So this this is a door-opening exercise. That also brings down the heart rate. Okay, and it's simply going, when I do this, I'm using my jaw and I go like this. (laughs) and so on a full
1: breath of that yep one breath okay and that uh, in fact um, Aaron I want to hear you do that I knew you were going to say that (laughs) I've got a pretty good lung capacity so this could go for a while so I might have to interrupt it all right you ready okay all good Ya yo 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 yo
0: yo 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 moving your jaw mm. and so much of the tension we retain you know when you get a shoulder massage mm. which I, I sort of constantly want um we don't we forget that the jaw is also it's in the great ring of fire of tension that mm. we have and we store that tension so by doing ya your, we are uh loosening it's almost like we're putting oil between the the mandible and the, the skull and, um, it's loosening up that area. It's, but it's also, uh, the muscles of the back of the tongue and, uh, and around the larynx and the like, it's opening the door to our emotions.
1: That's powerful, too. mate. I, I think if you could do that for five minutes in the morning, uh, that would be a really, really great way to, um, uh, to, to just get the throat open, but also just to settle the mind down. It's like, oh, i felt a nice meditative state there um, after about 10, 15 seconds, you know.
0: Uh, nail on the head. It's And it is one of, um, I do have a program that I, I work with people, which is also, it's also a program of learning how to throat sing too, but it's a deeply, it's one of about 40 exercises that I teach to people who, who come to me with it.
1: Mm, yeah, mm, amazing. So, how can people get hold of you, mate, to um to, to look at your work and uh, listen to some of your work? Okay, um, and
0: and I prefer to be better at all this, but if they have a look at deanfrinkle dot com d e a n f for Freddie r e n k e l dot com, then you'll have number one. Uh, some things that I do there and you know I really hope I've got my phone number there in fact I'll give you my phone number go for it okay but if anyone wants it's the easiest way to contact me 0409 355 321 and I've got a whole lot of exercises that on this program that that'll teach people to breathe better Uh, Teach people to use their voice and I've got what I call an anti-suppressant Training strategy in there as well. So people don't Suppress their energy. They learn how to release their tension.
1: Yeah, perfect mate. That's so well needed So well needed I'm sure we're going to do a lot of work in that space in the future because the stuff that I do with guys um, for me to be able to demonstrate these tools to them um, are palatable and practical so um, very very powerful stuff and so important for kids too to actually learn this stuff now I reckon too
0: there's a big aspect of it you know one um, so, so I'm actually changing the name of the program because it has been called Wellness Breathing Program and I'm not happy with it but I'm in the process of writing a book on it uh, and uh, I was going to say um, it's one of the things it does is it brings us back to being a child.
1: Yeah. Okay,
0: so we start making sounds that children make that, uh, that were taken away from us unnaturally. And another thing is we start uh, making some sounds and, and connecting with the spirit of animals yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, children are, children are little animals. We're big animals. You know, we're big animals and we're civilised and we forget that we're animals. But, you know, until we remember we're, that we're animals and acknowledge that we're amazing animals, we are amazing and there's nothing to be ashamed of, then then I think we're going to start making some progress on mental, mental illness.
1: Agree, mate. Absolutely, yeah. Get back to nature, get back to the rhythm of being you again, that truth which is never dying underneath everything you know that's what that's our job in this lifetime to be able to help people get back to that you know it's it's so important i know you push for time mate so um really appreciate the chat i'm sure there's going to be lots of good feedback from this one and um get into the are yours because i think i'm going to start doing them and uh well i will and uh yeah people i'm lucky where i live in acreage neighbors won't be able to hear me so i can go as loud as i can (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> or or if you do have neighbours and they're not so nice, three o'clock in the morning is really good fun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's it. Absolutely, mate. I'll, I'll, doing that, I'll I'll, I'll bring in uh, the animals, that's for sure. They'll, they'll listen and come. So <laughs> a bit like the Clyde Piper.
0: Um, Aaron, thank you so much. It's, it really has been a pleasure being interviewed by you again. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much for listening in. What an amazing human being Dean Frankel is. Well, I really encourage you to... Check out his work, deanfrenkel.com, uh, give him some feedback, uh, certainly um, chase up some of his work. I think his work so important and powerful, it can really shift the way we feel physically and mentally. So please do that. Uh, if you'd like to support the up Back Mind Foundation, please jump on the website, make a donation. I'd be really grateful. Help us do what we need to do, um, we've got some important work to do too. So. Really appreciate any help Um, and thank you for listening in and uh, take care. Cheers.